Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Smashpot. All her life, Laura's been painfully shy. Are you receiving me? Then she met someone who's the life of the party. I have this thing about saxophone players. I don't know what it is. That's amazing. It's the film Critics Are Calling, the year's funniest comedy. It's hilarious, charming, and wonderful. Siskel and Ebert give it two thumbs up. And now Michael Caine is a Golden Globe winner for Best Actor in a Comedy. Little Voice. Hello, and welcome to Smirsh Pod 2, The Caine Scrutiny. A podcast celebrating the vast oeuvre of Michael Caine. The highs, the lows, and everything in the middle. This truly is the podcast where you're only supposed to have a good time. And this week we'll be heading down to Mr Boo's nightclub to see a bird or two, hear a song be sung, and see some good nipples. Yes, it's Little Voice. And joining me to distribute the reading matter is comedian Eleanor Morton, who can be found on Twitter as at Eleanor Morton. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm all right, yeah. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks for coming in. That's okay. Thank you for having me. It's good. I, had you seen Little Voice before? I had. I'd seen it a while ago. Same. So I rewatched it yesterday. Mm. What did you think? Um, I was a bit worried it was going to be really gloomy and make me sad, but actually it was it was nice in the end. It was lovely, wasn't it? I really like it. Yeah, I've forgotten. I think I chose it because I wanted because uh, I like Jane Horrocks, mm. and I feel like she's a bit underrated. Very much so. So yeah, I wanted to see her do her thing, and I'd sort of forgotten what Michael Caine does in it actually. Same. Yeah. So he sort of had a bigger part than I remembered, um, but no, it was it was lovely. It's, uh... My biggest draw, my biggest takeaway from it is mm. why isn't Jane Horrocks like this global superstar? Yeah, well, you know what? Actually, uh, I don't think this is libelous, but you know when the credits came up, and nowadays whenever you see the Weinstein's, you're like, oh no, oh, yeah, maybe she turned him down or something, you know? Maybe maybe ruined. A, I don't know. Maybe she had a big voice. Maybe she had a, they, <laughs> too big, and they didn't like it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, she's done. She's not done. She's done well. Oh, yeah, but she should I don't be. want to bash uh, her career, but she, yeah, she's very talented. And um, I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? I think if this came out now, mm. she'd get an Oscar nom. Yeah, she should She should have done. I don't know if she did at the time. I think Bre- Brenda Blethyn did. Oh, yeah, she was very good. I didn't, I didn't like her. Oh, you didn't like her? I mean, no. she, she's meant to be horrible. I know, but I found her annoying. You found horrible. her too horrible. Yeah. It was, um, it was a lot, wasn't it? It mm. was um, almost unnecessarily nasty. Um, especially because the dad seems so nice. I find it hard to imagine that they were together. Yeah. I want to know that story. Yeah. Um, but no, I thought I thought they were good. And Jim Broadbent was great. I've forgotten he was in it. Yeah. Lovely mullet. 
Yes, very nice. Uh, for a while, I wasn't sure when it was set. Because oh. it felt quite early 90s, late 80s. Is I think that they're just trying me? to say that the Northerners are about 15 yeah, years behind. I think that's what I got. It's just like, if you're in the North... And where was it? I thought it was Whitby, but is it not Whitby? It might be Whitby. It looked a bit like Whitby, but I could be really wrong. I assumed it's a fictional town. Oh, I mean, yeah, in a the, in the fictional fictional northern northern town. Um, but yeah, it had a sort of... It was like classic grim sort of British kitchen sink stuff. This is by the guy who did Brassed Off. Oh, is it? Well, yeah. that makes sense then, yeah. Not written by, because this was originally a stage play. Yes, he wrote it for Jane Horrocks. Yes. Because she used to use those uh, impressions of uh, Judy Garland and Billie Holiday and everyone to warm up. And mm. so he was like, oh, this could be a thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was written for her, which is cool. But it starts off with Brenda Blethyn. Brent, Brent. It's a bit of a mouthful, that. Brenda Blethyn. Yeah. She's uh, waking up from what we assume is a hangover. Yes. And LV, LV, as she's called all the way through, which stands for Little Voice. Little Voice. In case you're wondering, everybody. She plays Come Fly With Me really loudly. Mm-hmm. And um, Brenda's not happy about it. Not her. happy about that. Uh, again, with the record player, I wasn't sure when it was set, but I I understand that records sound better. So this is timeless, because everyone's into vinyl now. Yeah. Has vinyl ever really been out? I think back then it was very unusual for someone to have a vinyl collection. Okay. Again, it was impossible to tell. I think the only reason I knew it was definitely actually 90s was because Take That were mentioned. And mobile phones were quite And Yeah, bulky. there was a, a great big mobile phone and yeah. I think the Spice Girls as well. So. Mm. And Ray Say's got one of those mobile phones. And in those days that was shorthand for success. Yes. I have a mobile phone. I think I remember we had a relative with a phone. Wow. Yeah. Was it Ray Say? It was Ray Say, yeah. Wow. There you go, big reveal. Um, but then we meet Ewan McGregor as well. He's feeding his oh, pigeons. Oh, yes. Lovely, is... lovely Ewan. You know what? When I saw this, I saw this, I think this is like 20 years old. Yeah. When I saw this at the cinema, I remember thinking Brenda Brethin was amazing. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, oh, Ewan McGregor's not great in this. But he's bloody brilliant in he this. Is, I don't he? know what I was thinking. It's probably because he's quite a quiet, understated character. Um, but that's what makes him nice. He's so warm. Yeah. Oh, I love you. Uh, but he's feeding his pigeons, which is yep. not a euphemism. Nope. And uh, we cut back to Brenda. She's still not happy with the noise. Uh, so she's kicking off a lot. Mm-hmm. But Ewan, we cut back to him. He's not—he's worried because his favourite pigeon, Dwayne, yeah, Dwayne, has gone off because he raises um, homing pigeons. Yes, has gone off and he hasn't come back. You know that kind of—I um, thought that storyline was going to have a big reveal at the end where the pigeon came into the room as she was performing or something. That would have been fun. But he just comes back in a sort of random scene. He's in a, what's it called, a metaphor, isn't he, Dwayne? Yes, birds are very much a metaphor for freedom and for um, the soul, I suppose. Exactly. Mm. You can't cage them. No. In this case, he literally does, though, he so does. that doesn't work. He does. Uh, um, so, uh, Ewan, or he's called Billy in this. Yes. Him and his friend, uh, I can't remember his name. He is Inspector Thingy from Poirot, yes. isn't he? He's Philip just- Jackson. Is it is that is that him? That's the actor. I can't name, remember yeah. his name, but he looks like a, a police inspector. He is in everything. He is in everything as mm. a police inspector. Yeah, he's always gruff and moody as he is in yes. this. Yes. And they're telephone installing people. Yeah, BT. Yes. Yes, that's right. And they've come to Brenda's because she hasn't got an actual phone. No, again, I was confused. Yeah. I, I didn't know enough about how many people had home phones in the 90s to be able to place. I think everybody had one. I thought everyone did. Which is why I was like, oh, well, maybe this is the 80s. 
1880s. 1880s. Because it was a very old-fashioned phone. It was. It looked like Alexander Graham Bell's actual phone. <laughs> but that's very in as well now, again. Vin- yeah. Vintage phones. So you could re-release this film yeah, now. Yeah. If people would just think, very stylish. There isn't actually anything in this, apart from the mobile phones, mm. that really date it. No. I don't think so. Because, like the best films, it's about the story. And the music. And the music, yeah. Which, again, people love now. Classic music, yeah. They could they could bring this back to the West End and it'd be a huge hit. They did actually. Did they? I, they did a few years ago because I was looking this up. Because um, were you ever an X Factor fan? No. Um, well, me either. <laughs> um, but I did remember there was a contestant of like about ten years ago now, which it feels like it was like last year, but this is uh, about a decade ago, and she was called Diana Vickers. I think she was about eighteen when she was on. I've Anywho, heard the name. yeah, they brought they brought back uh, Little Voice, and she was Little Voice. And she was fine. She wasn't Jane Horrocks. Who is? Exactly. Um, but you can see on YouTube, there's a there's a, uh, a video of the cabaret scene where she does all the voices. So, um, so you know, I think she's good. She's Again, it's not... I don't think she's got Jane's... She's not an actress, really, I don't think. But the, the story there is that it did come back and it wasn't a huge smash. I, no, it wasn't. So I'm wrong. No, you were wrong. Yeah. But that was, I think, I think, you know... They should just put Jane Horrocks back in it. They no, should. No one... What's she doing now? Um, what is she doing? She had a sitcom on Sky for a while, didn't Did she? she? About a supermarket. Oh yes, trolleyed. Yeah. Oh, was that was she in that one? I think so. Was she also in the old Tesco advert? She was with um John Gordon Sinclair. Yeah, but also who was her mum in it? Prun- Prunella Scales. Prunella Scales. That was it. I remember that. She one. likes to work with people whose names are quite hard to pronounce. Yeah, Brenda Blethyn. Prunella Scales. John Gordon Sinclair from Gregory's Girl. That's right. That's the one, yeah. Poor John Gordon Sinclair. He's been mm. working for 40 years. Everyone goes, oh, him from Gregory's Girl. It, that, maybe that's because Gregory's Girl is an absolute classic. It's a good film. It's and he's very good in it. Yeah. He yeah. plays Gregory, by the way, everybody. He in case Gregory, you not Gregory's Girl. No. No, that would be a different film altogether. <laughs> you know what I noticed about the bit where the phone's being installed? Yeah. There's a ton of ADR. Yeah. Really weird ADR. It doesn't sound like, it sounds really awkwardly dubbed on. What, to make it sound more um, te- te- techy? No, I just think that they obviously something happened to the sound, so they just dubbed <laughs> really? it in later, but they didn't blend it very well. So she's like, she's talking like this, and so she's like, oh, I hope you're installing that phone. Cause no, you're I- right, actually. That bit felt a bit weird. It felt very, um, there was a couple of moments when the writing felt very much like a play, mm. and you could see it had been lifted from the play. Yeah. And there was some monologues that you were like, oh, yeah, this this would be on stage, this would be staged quite well. But as a film, it's a bit... Um, I don't know, unnecessary maybe? Yeah. Um, and that was one of those bits. I'm quite bad at um, realising when the ADR's quite bad. Oh, it jumps out at me because it's just so much louder than the usual dialogue. And yeah. It just sounds like it's been, like you've dubbed it your bad home. Hearing. Yeah, maybe you have it's got like, bad hearing. Um, yeah, that was a weird bit. It's one of those films though, you know when films get converted from a play into a mm. film, sometimes you think, oh, I wonder how they did that in the play. Yeah. And obviously there's bits in this they probably didn't have in the play. Yeah. But this film, very much you can imagine it just straight being a play. Yeah, I I, I don't know what, if anything, they changed. It'd be interesting to know. I imagine the car bits weren't in the play. No, yeah, I think probably all the bits outside, because mm. that would have been a nuisance. And inappropriate in some instances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they're installing a phone, they're having lots of banter, and Philip Jackson fancies her. They're having a bit of a cheeky... Oh, yes. Cheeky... Um, Banter. Banter. Yeah, it is banter, isn't it? Back and forth. Yeah. And the phone's now installed. (laughs) So she gets uh, his, Philip Jackson's phone. Oh, yeah, he gets his up-to-the-range top model phone. His Nokia. 
Nokia. I assume, and it's probably not, is it? It's probably a Ringo. Is that? I had one of the first Nokias. It was called a Ringo. Oh. It's very exciting. That sounds exciting. It wasn't. It was terrible. Okay. Um, yeah, so she gets to ring her phone. That's very exciting. Uh, the phone's now installed. LV is upstairs listening to Julie Garland and looking at a, mournfully at a picture of her father. Yeah. He looks like a bit of a wet drip, doesn't he? He looks like David Suchet. Is it David Suchet? It's not David Suchet, not but he David. does look like him. He looks like David Suchet's brother, but not the newsreader. Not the not his actual brother. No. Like, if you imagine David Suchet's brother. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he looks... I'm not used to seeing him without the Poirot moustache, so I always get upset when I see... <clears throat> when I see him um, sans moustache. I like the way you've kept in sort of Belgian-French trajectory there with sans. Yeah, because... Yeah, yeah, uh, you on know, brand. It's, yeah, I mean, he's not Belgian, but I wish it was. Poirot's Belgian, though. Yeah, but David Suchet. No, he's not. But his name sounds slightly foreign. It does sound It does sound a bit uh, foreign. <laughs> I don't know where we're going with <laughs> try this. Not to, not, uh, try not to say that with disdain. Uh, yeah, uh, but there's a good joke here, actually. Um, yeah. uh, her mum said her name's Marie Hoff. She said she was married to Frank Hoff. And imagine how embarrassing it was when they were called Mr. and Mrs. F. Hoff. That was, that was funny, actually. Yeah. Um, that was a good bit. But her dad had a record shop. Yes, and they still live in it, but they don't sell records anymore. No, it's all empty downstairs. It's just full of wires. It's another metaphor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no music downstairs. Oh, I didn't think about that. Everything's empty. But there's power issues in the house as well, which is quite a funny joke. It's very funny when Michael Caden says, fucking hell, every time he touches a plug (laughs) and it sparks. Yeah, yeah. Um, And that obviously is all uh, building up to... Something that happens later. Plot point. Yeah. But you and um, LV comes down the stairs. Yep. You and her catch eyes. Yeah. Not not that be horrible. No. They don't throw eyeballs no, at each other. They just look longingly, mm. and she watches him from the window as they leave as well. Yeah. And then Philip Jackson tells him the way to get back to women when you're in this job. Yeah. Is yeah. to drop off some reading matter. Yes. Yes. An excuse to call again. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. No, I would have just phoned them. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I guess you don't want it to seem like harassment, so you've got to. <laughs> you've got to put a spin on it and then if they're into it they'll you know they'll just say it's surely fine. turning up at the house again is more harassing than phoning them isn't it i would feel like that yeah yeah there was a, we had a workman in once who left his business card outside my room that was creepy that is really was it a gold one no it wasn't no um, no did he say he's going to make you a star no there's nothing michael kane about it he's oh, just a creepy man that's really weird did you phone him no i didn't oh. <laughs> I don't know what i did with it um that's a podcast in of itself oh yeah uh who knows where he is now um, you could have a My Dad Wrote a Porno Star podcast out of that. Really? Or just, just out of that one? Instant. I was harassed by a builder. <laughs> and you took it to the nth degree to see what yeah, would happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would happen next? Um, He's probably dead now. Two years ago, so yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 Today's economy. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, Brenda is excited because he's got a new phone. So she goes, she phones her phone Sadie. Yes. Played by Annette Badland. Oh, yeah, and, and who you see in everything. In everything, including Jabberwocky. Yeah, who is she in Jabberwocky? She's uh, Griselda Fishfinger. Yes, I haven't watched that the, for like a decade. The object of Michael Payne's affection. Yes, that's it. She's yeah. very funny. She, she was, is great. She's a very good comedic actress. She is. Yeah. Um, so she's, they go to. She's, the, does she actually say anything in the film? No. Uh, uh, mumbles a couple of things, yeah. I think. She's very similar to LV, you see. Yeah, she, she sort of takes care of her, doesn't she? She it's almost seems like, a lot nicer. Yeah, it's almost like Marie surrounds mm. herself with people who don't talk back. Interesting. Yeah, including her ex-husband. Oh, yeah. Who's yeah. now dead, of course. Yep. Yeah. 
the ultimate don't talk back can't as quiet as the grave her favorite song is yakety yak <laughs> it's not really she doesn't like music um so they go to a cafe and re- then she starts telling her about her night before oh yeah where she met ray say ray freaking say you know him he's agent to the stars king of cabaret manager of miracles Played by Michael Palin. Wait, what? He's <laughs> got Michael Palin. <laughs> this is the that. Michael Palin podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched a lot of Michael Palin films. Is this, is this not what's... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, God. I must have typoed. Is there a Michael Palin po- uh, podcast I can jump on? So that Does anyone else run one? There could be. I feel like I've, I've wasted my time otherwise. You've wasted both our times. <gasps> no, it's Michael Caine. Yes. And um, he's bloody brilliant in this. He is. He's great. Uh, I, it made me wonder... Does he ever do other accents? No. He's never done one. You know what? I want to. He did play Stalin in a film. Did he? And I really want to see it and What's find out if called? he does. It's called When Lions Roared. Oh. He's Stalin. Bob Hoskins is uh, Churchill. Okay. That sounds and good. I can't remember who else is in it now off the top of my head. But I really want to see if he does his normal voice or if he does an accent. Oh, he does do another accent. Yeah. He played P.W. Bolter. Who's that? He was the South African president when Nandela was. Oh. And he's like, I am Michael Caine, I am doing South African. It's me, Michael Caine. <laughs> You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. That's fantastic. Thank you. He um, actually says that in the film. <laughs> Nelson Mandela, you were Nelson, only supposed to. Nelson Mandela? I can't think of any of the Michael Caine catchphrases. Um, Zulus. Zulus. Yeah. Um, I support Brexit. <laughs> That is his new catchphrase. <laughs> he's just been working on that one for the last year. <laughs> and he's getting a lot of followers. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's Ray Say. Yes. And he's uh, a very charismatic... Um, he's a singer, right? Or is, there, or is he an agent? He's an agent. He's an agent. He's an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Agent. And the first thing he does to Marie is grabs her bottom. Yeah. Inappropriately. That's how we know he's a keeper. Hashtag me too. Yep. Very much so, but she's into it. She's very into it. And two seconds said it, I fib you not. Two seconds. And his hands on me ass. My ass, my golden old ass in Ray Say's hands. But he stands there telling jokes to Mr. Boo. She says some outrageous things in this, which oh, yes. I would not repeat in the presence no, of a lady. No, she does. She's um, she's got uh, quite a foul mouth. Very foul mouth. Yeah. And they met at Mr. Boo's, which is the funniest uh, name for anybody ever, I think. <laughs> but I do like the name Mr. Boo, especially as it's Jim Broadbent. It is Jim Broadbent. Uh, because Mr. Boo sounds very glam, well, not glamorous even, does it? Sounds really tawdry and awful. Yes. And yeah. he is tawdry and awful, so it works. It, it does work. I was wondering as well, um, that was, uh, I feel like Broadbent is um, only ever, I, I've never seen a young Jim Broadbent. Watch early Victoria Wood. Oh, okay, He's yeah. He's very young in those. He plays the most boring man in the world in one of them. Actually, you know where I have seen him? Um, in the uh, Blackadder Christmas Carol. Yes, he's, he's also in the first series as the Spanish and Fantasy oh, Interpreter. Oh, so he is. Yeah, I'm totally wrong. My I darling, have, my have... love. <laughs> Your lips, I lie. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I know it's controversial, but I really like the first series. I do. I do. I know it's a very different sitcom from the rest of Blackadder, but I think it's very funny. Well, that's why it's good, I think. Yeah. Horses are courses. They're all. I mean, you could argue that two, three, and well, not two, but three and four are basically the same character, aren't they? Yeah, and it's all the same jokes, and they're very good jokes. But the first one, the works first for me one's a bit more interesting. I just yeah, think. and Baldrick's the clever one, and Blackadder's yes. stupid. And you can see Tony Robinson was very sad when they reversed that. 
<laughs> have you ever seen the pilot? Yes. With a different actor playing Baldrick. Yeah, it's really weird. Not as good, is it? No, not, not at all. You made the right choice there. Ooh, but that guy's um, happy. He's a builder, apparently, and he leaves cards out, so no, I'm joking. Uh, I knew it! <laughs> um, yes, but she says at one point that um, she had a shag in a Chevy. Yeah, glamorous. It is, ja- it is glamorous. Chevys are quite glamorous cars. But Ray's got a flashy car, and he's got a mobile. And uh, there's quite a funny moment after this, actually, where the phone does ring, and it is Ray Say, mm-hmm. but it's just LV at home, so she can't answer it. Mm-hmm. And then Ewan McGregor comes around to bring some... Reading material. Yeah. yeah. Reading material sounds tawdry as well, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I imagine it's pamphlets about BT, but Yeah, it but sounds... it's, it's, it's like if you go into a bookshop and say, I'd like to peruse the reading material. Yeah, that sounds like porn. Yes, they bring it out from under the counter. He's anyway. very he's very sweet that he does that. Though. He is very sweet. Not when he gives up pornography. That would be awful. No, that would be horrible. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he pops around. He answers the phone for her, but they've missed the call. But he knows a trick because he's a BT person. When mm. Brenda Blething gets home and says, did anyone ring? He says we missed it, but he does one four seven one. Oh, does he? Which is wizardry. Yes, I can't remember the last time I used that. No, and every time you do it now, it's withheld. Yeah. Everybody hates each other. <laughs> no one wants to talk to anybody anymore. If anyone has called me on a landline now, it is my mum. Yeah. Or a complete stranger, and I will not answer. Yeah, I, I have. I've been positing for a while that phone ringing domestic uh, domestic. Home phones ringing yeah. now is as scary as the doorbell ringing. Yeah, I think so. Because no one uses phones anymore. No, you've got to. You've got to know who it is and you've got to expect them or you will not be answering. The poor telephone. It's just there now as an accompaniment to your broadband package. <laughs> it's been ostracised. Yeah. It's, um, it's like, uh, oh yeah, you get you get a phone as well. Yeah. yeah. I, it just sits want. on the shelf. I used to rule the world, says the phone. Mm. And now I am sat here on a shelf, That's literally sad. collecting dust. Yeah. And scaring you when I do ring. Yeah. Anyway, enough about that. Um, so she has a meeting with Ray and Ray is at Mr. Boo's testing dancers Yep. and there's a topless woman comes on and at one point he turns to Jim Broadbent and says, good nipples. <laughs> I was worried there. I was like, oh no, what what a bad ones look like, you know? Yeah. It's a lot yeah. of pressure. Well, it's all in the eye of the beholder. That's true. Or, or she's not happy though because uh, they're not watching. No, they're too busy. And if you're going to, if you're going to um, show your art, people have got to, be invested otherwise it's just oh, yeah. rude you're a bad stripper if no one's looking at you yeah. surely I mean it, it, it's not very atmospheric is it no alone in a big hall it's quite I would say it's depressing I would say it's very depressing I think that's the point isn't it when I was at art college we had to do life drawing oh yeah and that I always felt sorry for the models male or female because that's just weird isn't so they it? it's also uh, I have done not I've done clothed modelling before right and sitting in the same position for even 20 minutes gets feels very strange after a while yeah so yeah imagine being fun. on a moulded plastic chair in the middle of a room With surrounded by people drawing you completely naked yeah yeah we had one once where it was a bloke yeah and he was very beardy and, and like you know you get people who are just unashamed of anything yes and he was chatting to somebody which is just weird and he sh- sort of shuffled in his chair to get comfy and mm. the chair fell off the plinth Ooh. And he fell backwards. Oh, no. And that was a horrible sight. That was he okay? He was fine. He got up and started laughing. <laughs> and we were, because we were all like 16, 17, yeah. so we were just like... <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I was slightly shocked with seeing everything as he fell. Yeah. Because that's a horrible sight. Yes. Well, it's very... You're very vulnerable. Yes. At that point. I felt like I'd been exposed to... To him. I mean, I mean him. I felt like he was flashing yeah, me. Yeah, in a way, he was. Yeah, even though he was naked anyway. If you were a real artist, you'd just be annoyed that he'd moved. And oh, Yeah. 
It was charcoal as well, so you mm. had to go all the shadows. Yeah, nightmare. It's not good. Um, so um, you and we go back to you, and he's, mm-hmm. he's also still sad about Dwayne not coming back. And oh yeah. LV is at home watching telly. She's watching Judy Garland. When suddenly, Mar- uh, it's Marie, isn't it? Yeah, Brenda Bliffin. Mm-hmm. She bursts in with Ray. Is They're both Mari, hammered. Is it Mari? Mari. I beg yeah. your pardon. Right. I've written Brenda here every time because I couldn't. No, I think that's name. easier. I mean, she looks she looks more like a Brenda because that she, is her name. Let's just go with Brenda. She comes bursting in with Ray, Michael Caine. They're both absolutely hammered, so LV runs upstairs. And um, she puts her music on to drown out, as you would, the sound of her mum and her house guests having sex, because they are, at this point, getting down to business. Yeah, she's unashamedly going for it. Yeah. And uh, one of my favourite moments in the whole film comes up here, because she says, she's telling LV to be quiet, yep. she won't listen to her. So she says, right, well, we'll drown it out with our music. So she puts something on that it's not unusual. Oh, yeah. And my favourite moment here was Michael Caine's all kind of drunk, lying down. And it's not unusual comes on. And he jumps up and starts doing dad dancing in the most amazing <laughs> way I've ever seen. The Colton. It's, yes. It's so funny seeing Michael Caine do that. Yeah, he's... Uh... Uh, but because there's competing electronics going on, I'm not an electrician. Uh, me way. neither. I'm not a spark, as nope. I believe they're called. Nope. And uh, so the power goes out, which is a continuing theme in the film. Mm-hmm. And so Brenda and Michael are all like, oh. but suddenly this, they start having intercourse. Intercourse. And but you can still hear singing. What? Coming from upstairs, and Michael says, "Has she got a radio up there or something?" And Brenda's like, "No, it's just what she does. She sings." So he's he's just missed. He's bewitched. Yep. He's, by this singing. He's because uh, she sounds exactly like who is it? She's. I think she's doing Judy Garland. Judy, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's a magical moment. It is. We'll be the same. I don't believe it. Oh, God, bitch. She plays records all the time. Every God sentence sick. They're stuck in her head and she can sing them and it gets on my weekend of story. Now, come on, Ray, let's roll. And where's he gone to? The road gets rougher. Hey, come on, love I'm mad for it here. I'm listening. And you can he see was, the pound signs in his eyes. He can, and he has lost interest in Brenda's... Assets. Assets, thank mm, you. Yeah. And so she decides to go to sleep, but he's just stood there, bewitched. Bewitched. Um, so he cuts the next morning, the power comes back on, she goes downstairs... Turns off the record player because it's not unusual. Comes on, and it's always a funny joke when a record player starts up from nowhere and mm-hmm. gradually gets back to speed. She goes in the kitchen, and Michael Caine's on a chair in a lady's dressing gown, which again is quite a funny sight. It was funny, yeah. It's a nice flowery one. It's lovely. And he gives her a little talk, saying, "You know, you could be a star." Yep. And she says, "Did you have you ever met Shirley Bassey?" And he goes, "Ah, oh, Shirley, Shirley. No, I haven't met. No." <laughs> she has got quite a sort. Of- Comedy voice in it, doesn't she? Yeah, she's got a little, little tiny voice. Have you, it's Lancashire, which I can't do, but it's more like it's like a. Have you ever ever met Shirley? That's it. It's, it's hard to do that without going West Country. It's better than I'd have done it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, um, but he says no. I can't remember who he says he did meet. I haven't really known. Uh, Mark Monroe or something. Mark Monroe. No, he says Matt. He says I Matt met Monroe. Monroe, and she goes Marilyn. Marilyn. He goes no, Matt, the singing bus driver. Oh. And then she st- and he gets her to do a Marilyn Monroe impression. She says she won't do it. And he turns away for a second and she starts doing a Marilyn. Yeah, which bit is it? Some Like It Hot or something? It's a line from Some Like It Hot, yeah. About the saxophone. I got, I got this thing about saxophone players. That's it. <laughs> My spine turns to custard. I get goosebumply all over. 
That's, am that's amazing. Christ. I don't believe that. <laughs> that's another film I love. It's another good one. It's a great one. Cross-dressing. Not got Michael Caine in it, though. So. No. I'll save that for Lemon Cast. <laughs> <laughs> or Curtis Cast. Curtis even. Cast. Because you can do Jamie Lee as well. Yes, you can. Oh, yeah. Clever. And Janet. Janet Lee, technically. Thank you. God, I'm glad you're here. I'm forgetting everything today. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Uh, so again, Ray is just absolutely amazed, and he gives her his business card. Business card, which gold is gold. Business card. That's how you know he's fancy. And he says, "I don't give this to everybody, you know." And he does, doesn't he? Definitely he definitely does. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have business cards? Me? Yeah. Oh, uh, I did for work. Because I I have some because when I went to film school, they said get business cards, and mm -hmm. then they were already defunct. I think by the time they were telling us that. I remember there was a machine in the. Um, in a shopping mall I used to live in when I used to live in Watford yeah. you could print your own oh. business cards and I think we did but they all had rude words on them yeah because I think it was only like two quid you yeah. could print ten of them or something I think my sister and her friend did one or did a whole hilarious bunch of them saying that they were uh, ghostbusters they thought that was funny see if there was any kind of ghost outbreak mm -hmm. and someone found one of those They'd they could be have like, been a lot oh, of thank trouble thank god oh thank god um, Trades Descriptions Act yeah I uh People, I mean, I still get business cards, but then I just lose them and they just annoy me. And I'm like, oh, I'm you don't them with wallet. emails, do you? Someone give give you your email address? Yeah, just do that. Well, you just Google them. Yeah, it's like yellow pages now. When you get yellow pages through the yeah. door, they're like an inch big. Yeah. Jeff Capes used to rip them up, you know. Did he? Yeah. Just because what? Because he was angry. <laughs> he was angry. He wasn't in them. <laughs> the um, amount of information. <laughs> I remember him on the Sooty Show. I'm showing my age here. On the Sooty Show, ripping yellow pages in half. Whoa. Does he? Uh, does he do it um, lengthways or? Yes. Do he open it and then rip it? Or no, no, he... no, it was closed. So like kind of snapped it like a like a and foam brick. He just tore it like it was a piece of paper oh. because he was Herculean. Yeah, I can't even rip a piece of paper without. And he caught, he cooked, he caught, he kept birds as well. Did he? He had budgies. Ah. Jeff Cage. Do you think he was? Um, it was a bit like mice and men, and he was 
couldn't touch them or the way that they'd sort of accidentally kill them. I think he would. He's a gentle giant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Couldn't give you a hug, he would kill you. Yeah. Oh, it's very sad. Jeff Capes. <laughs> this is a centrist dad's podcast. <laughs> Talking about Jeff Capes and Sooty. Um, so Ray leaves and he yeah. tells Brenda, I fa- this is it, I, I found the one. Yeah. And Brenda oh, and thinks she's yeah. talking about her. He's not. So she's over the moon. He says, I've never felt like this. This is it. Yep. And he drives off in his fancy car. And she says something like, a, oh, he wants me, or something like that. I, I've never felt like this before, about anyone. I'll see you in the seabirds later. <laughs> yes! Bloody old Teddy, the bastard wants me. So bloody right, Sadie, get up there and get it on. But he doesn't. No, and she gets Sadie to come round and they dance. Yes. Now, is it established, does, does Brenda have a job or is she yeah they're working at a fishmonger's later aren't they or something at a dock they're bringing fish in and putting them in yeah boxes um and and lv still lives at home although i don't know how old she's meant to be jane horrocks sort of looks she could be anywhere between 18 and 30 i'm guessing she's supposed to be about 18 yeah that's fine rather than 30 weird she was 30 well i was just thinking i was like god my mum would get on at me if i was sitting around singing all day yeah in the house not getting a job no what if you were providing beauty in an otherwise sad <laughs> Oh, I do. I very much do. Obviously. <laughs> um, yes, so she, her, her and Brent, uh, sorry, Sadie comes around. They do. They start dancing to the song, and I can't remember what song it was. Um, oh, ah. Uh, it wasn't It's Raining Men, was it? No, it was something like that, though. It was something... Yeah, it's a disco song. Yeah, oh, that's going to annoy me now. That's going to annoy me, too. Sorry, um, everybody, we let you down. That's fine. I'm sure someone knows when they're saying it. Yeah. Let's just say it's a good one. Yeah, it's great. Insert it here. It's a lot of fun. Uh, um, and then <laughs> Sadie falls over a sofa and everything get, turns off. That's no, quite funny. That's funny. And um, Ewan, in the meantime, turns up again in his phone van. And they've got like a cherry picker on the back. Yeah. And he goes up to her window. That's a lovely bit. And says, I'm just checking the wires. Oh, there are no wires. And then uh, there's, it's a great reveal. It's really good filming because he... Um, uh, yeah, you see him at the window. Mm. And then the pan out to reveal he's on the sherry picker um which again you could read as creepy but because you know it's intent not meant to be it's sweet yeah and and sort of romantic it's kind of like romeo and juliet isn't it it's a bit like moulin rouge actually when he's uh if, if i may when he's uh when ewan mcgregor um startles satine at the top of an elephant nicole kidman nicole kidman yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he sings elton john songs to her he does among other things which is slightly you know shouldn't happen in moulin rouge he, he wasn't alive then no no he I should have been singing a french song that was around then i know i mean it would have been a much poorer movie but jim broadbent's in moulin he rouge. is oh my god oh it's all he sings up. a nirvana song yeah he does here we are now entertainers i wonder if there are any other films together they must be you know what? That song's used again, isn't it? Is it in Pan? Yes, and that was very weird. It's, it was weird in Moulin Rouge, but then it's in Pan as well with Hugh Jackman dressed as um, Mr. Punch. No, Captain Hook. Captain Hook. Well, uh, Blackbeard. Blackbeard, thank you. I was so, wrong three times. I have a real love of Peter Pan and the whole uh, mythos and just the whole story and everything. So I went to see it by myself because I thought, I'm not even going to ask anyone else to go. Cause, uh, and it wasn't good, but... I just sat there wishing it was. Was it admirably not very good or just not very good? No, it was just a bit lacking and you were like, oh, this could have been something. I mean, it looked great, um, but that's a whole other... This could have been Moulin Rouge. Exactly, but it wasn't. I you don't could know have what... had that Roxanne bit. I don't know what they were doing. They no. were. Um, they don't know what they were doing. Very weird. 
Anywho. Yeah. So he's on the cherry picker. He's on the cherry picker and he tells her that he finished work hours ago. Yeah. He just wanted to speak to her. Yes. There are no wires. Hey. I finished work hours ago. Oh, I don't know what to say now. So I'm Billy. Can I ask you your name? LV. Oh. Does, does that stand for something? Little voice. Oh, on account of being soft-spoken like. Oh. oh. But she has to go because her mum's coming up the stairs. Scary mum. <sighs> Um, but so Brenda's getting ready at this point because she's going to meet Ray that mm-hmm. night, and he it, said he wants to meet her. In the club. So she gets tarted up, as yes, it were. Yes. Sorry, ladies, but that's uh, what happens. <laughs> and um, she arrives, and then finds out very quickly, with Mister Boo there as well, mm. that Ray was talking about LV and not her. <laughs> yeah, it's sad, isn't it? It's is sad. So she's very sad because she was all excited. So they all pile back to her house, and she comes in and disturbs LV and says they want to see you. You have to sing for them. Yeah. But she won't. But she won't do it. And she goes downstairs and says, sorry, not going to happen. Mr. Boo goes, oh, I'm leaving. I'm not sticking around here for no reason. Mm-hmm. And as they're leaving, in the meantime, she has a vision. Oh, yes. And sees her father. dead dad. He, he walks into her room and smiles at her. Yeah. Which is terrifying, isn't it? It is a bit creepy. Uh, I feel like if you saw a still from that, mm. you'd think it was some sort of horrible drama. Yeah. Uh, film about a sort of traumatic event but um, it's actually meant to be very sweet if I was a dead dad right and I was going to see my daughter yeah. and I uh, sort of, and you were sort of slowly open the door blue like colour that. yeah I slowly open the door I come and say look don't be scared yeah I'm here yeah you'd say something wouldn't you you'd I wouldn't just, stand just there. creepily smile at her but it works because she starts singing yes and everybody does. sees it and Somewhere Brenda comes running out. yes really nicely as well mm. and Brenda comes running out and says listen listen and they all listen and they're all Spellbound, yeah. Yes, spellbound. Thank you. <sighs> uh, so Mr. Boo's very impressed. And Ray tells Brenda that LV is going to make them a fortune. Mm-hmm. So Brenda's a bit upset at this point. She's thinking, well, what about me? And he says, I'm not going anywhere without you. Oh, oh isn't that sweet? Mm, so that holds up? Well, we'll see, won't we? We'll wait and we'll okay, find I'll, out. Okay. Yeah. So Brenda and Ray burst her into her room and announce that she's going to be singing at Boo's Club. Yeah. So she doesn't want to do it. She doesn't want to do it. Uh, so they take LV to the club and they put her on the stage, literally just like push her on. Yeah. And she totally freezes in the lights. Ray says, it's the lights, turn out the lights. So they turn out the lights and then she starts singing. Mm. She talks for a bit, doesn't she? She does. She does some impressions and she... Um, but she won't do it fully because her dad, she says, he's not here. That's right, yeah. Because she can only sing if her dad's ghost is there. Which is not a good way to pursue a future career it's the same with me though is it yeah can't do it unless my dad's ghost is there is and the weirdest thing now? is he's still alive oh. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this <laughs> sorry I mean in a way a photo is a ghost <laughs> so you could just take a photo of it. why didn't she do that put a photo on a chair that's a good point or they know. could have made a dummy a 3D printed dummy terrifying with his face on it yes smiling like a goon like he does all the way through this and then she's silently in Las Vegas, like a Belgian detective. Maybe that's why Jane Horrocks hasn't gone anywhere because she hasn't got a ghost. No, that's that's not the, the only. He didn't just base the play on her voice; he also based it on the backstory of her Jane ghost. Horrocks, which is so. In every scene of Ab Fab, there's um a ghost. <laughs> there's a ghost of Jane Horrocks' dad. Her autobiography is called "Me and My Ghost." Me and My Ghost by yeah. Jane Horrocks. 
I don't know why I said that, sorry. Um, <laughs> so they, they they then turn the lights back on, and of course she's comatosed again. And Ray says to Mr. Boo, she'll be back, don't worry, she'll be back. So, Ewan's boss in the meantime pops around to um, Brenda's house mm-hmm. to give her reading matter. Yep, but... He, she said, yeah, that little drip of yours has already been round and done it. Yeah, not interested, mate. Yeah, so she, he's livid because he thinks that Ewan's after Brenda. Yep. So he calls him a twat. Yes. Yes, it's uh, it's all rather unfortunate. It is. It's horrible. Disgusting. But Ewan explains it's LV that he was after. Not like that. Not in a creepy way. So. In a nice way. Yeah. Um, so Ray thinks that LV will need a big band. And um, so Ray brings a, his plan. He goes up to her room in a non-creepy way. And yep. he has a piece of paper. He says, I've got this plan. And he gives her a nice little pep talk, actually. It's quite nice. Yes, with a bit of symbolism. Yeah. The old birds. He tells her about a bluebird. Yeah, a friend, his aunt had a bluebird that needed care and attention before it would sing. Mm. And then eventually it did sing. And not mm. only that, she, when she let it go free, it turned its little head back and gave her a beautiful song. Oh. Oh, isn't that It could nice? have been saying, screw you, I'm yeah. off. You're a racist. Yeah, but we'll never know because it was in bird. Maybe he had a bird ghost. <laughs> Are there any ghosts of birds? There is ghosts of animals, yeah. Is there? Mm-hmm. Is that true? No, I mean, I mean, I, you know. I mean I'll go surreal, but yeah, yeah. yeah, there are stories of ghosts of animals. Because that was always my biggest problem with ghosts. Like, you never see a ghost dinosaur. No, but you do... Uh, the Tower of London's meant to have lots of ghost animals. It's meant to have a ghost bear. A bear? Yes, um, because they... For a long time, the tower also had a wee zoo in it. Not a zoo of wee. No, that would no. be horrible. No, yeah. a small, a small zoo. Yeah. Um, because the monarch would have all these um, animals to show how fancy they were, and one of the one of them was a bear, and there's been several sightings of this ghost bear. So yeah, ghost definitely bear. ghost animals. Yeah. Why hasn't someone made a film about ghost bear? Don't know. We ghost could do bear it. way of the samurai. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of new superhero. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I did not know that about ghost oh, animals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So how come when your dog dies, mm. you don't get a ghost dog? Um, again, not necessarily sure it's real, but people would argue that it's because maybe the dog has like a connection to a tra- traumatic event, then it might come back as a ghost. But I heard yeah. all dogs go to heaven. Ah, uh, there we go. And yeah. all dogs go to heaven too. Um. What about the... Yeah, no, that's true. That there was true. only two of them, wasn't there? I was going to say, I don't know. What's Burt thing. Reynolds was the voice of the dog. Yes. In the second one, it was Charlie Sheen, was who's it? now got AIDS. <laughs> so he's not going to heaven, is he? Oh, was a great segue. <laughs> is he doing all right? Charlie Sheen? Mm. Oh, no. Because <laughs> I know he had, a, he had a rough patch. I was wondering, maybe he's gotten over it now. He, he had, unfortunately, contracted AIDS from a tiger blood transfusion. Was that true? No, he said he had tiger blood. I think it was a metaphor, not a literally. Right, yes, yes. Like, like he was sort of invincible. More of a man than a man. Mm. Well, uh, more of a tiger, really. Winning, he said. Yes, no, I remember this. Which is the sort of persona Donald Trump adopted. Yeah. Or has adopted. Very much. Um, so maybe he's got AIDS as well. We'll, well. Time will tell. We can only hope. <sighs> we'll see. Anyway, going back to the film. Yeah. Uh, where were we? Oh, yeah, so he brings her his plan, tells her about the bluebird. Uh, he says, he gives her a lovely little speech saying, your dad... She says, what are your dad's favourite records? And she points them out. Mm. There's like a Marilyn Monroe one, Judy Garland. Shirley Bassey. Shirley Bassey. And he says, your dad would be so proud of you. Mm. And he said, he, he would love you to have sung. Yeah. And then Elvie says, I'll do it. But I'll only do one. Yeah, one night. One night only. LV. So Ray plays it very cool. Oh, and when she says, I'll do it, he goes, do what? 
She said, I'll do this night. He goes, oh, oh, okay, thanks. Oh, yeah. And then he storms out, he goes out of her room, and then Goldfinger comes on, which I enjoyed particularly. Goldfinger? Oh, can we sing that, or is that... That's fine, it's fine. Goldfinger. Like that. In many ways, you're like little voice. Thank you. Yeah, I did not see that coming. <laughs> That's um, pretty much all of the song I know. This is great guest booking. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and then we get a little montage of Ray effectively selling everything he's got. Yes. He takes his gold to the pawn shop and they tell him it's not gold, yep. which is quite funny. And uh, his car. His car, his beautiful car. He keeps betting on things to try and raise more money. and then Yeah. Guess what? Betting doesn't always work out. Gamble aware. Mm. Which is what you say now to mean you're not responsible for anyone getting into debt yes. and gambling. Yeah, you can sell it to them as much as you like, as long as you say gamble aware. There's that Bet365 ad. Mm. Ray Wilson says, oh, we'll take you to the very side of the game. And, oh, yeah. And yeah. then at the end he goes, oh, for, he says something like, for fuck's sake, gamble aware. <laughs> oh, and uh, I suppose uh, while we're here, don't do it too much. Yeah. Few. Yeah. That's them. That's them clear. Yes. It's like, please drink responsibly. You know. But, you know, drink like in the adverse and yeah. look really cool. But do it responsibly. But do it responsibly. Don't do it while you're sort of... But buy lots of it. Yeah, don't do it while you're free running over the Eiffel Tower or something. No, definitely don't do that. No, that's a terrible Or thing. free running generally, I think you get very dehydrated. Because you'll spill it. Yes. That's a waste. That is a waste. And it all goes to your waste. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we get all sorts of selling and lots of dodgy loans. It gets involved with sort of mobsters. Oh, yeah. A bloke with a moustache who looks very scary. Yeah, we all know he's... Not, yeah. No good. Oh, and there's a great bit here. Yeah. Another bit of Michael Caine buffoonery, which I really loved. Where he sneaks up the stairs with Brenda Blethyn doing her hair. Mm. And he's got a lovely necklace to Oh, on. yeah. And he's just about to put it on her and she sprays some hairspray. Yes. And he goes, oh, fucking hell. Yeah. I enjoyed that. <laughs> oh. uh, so LV, um, they, also in that montage, we get, a mon- we get a montage of LV trying on different dresses. Yes, and they look silly. And, and Ray's about to kiss Brenda. And Sadie's gone up to get LV, mm. and we and we we don't see her come down. And then Michael Caine goes, "Fucking hell!" Or something like that. Yeah. And we see LV in her glamorous, yes, shimmering, lovely dress, sparkly. I wish she had better hair in this film, and I know she's meant to have dowdy hair on purpose to make her look shy. But she's such a uh, a beautiful lady. Mm. I think it would really have added to it if they'd done her hair as well. See, Horrocks loves a bob. She does love a bob, and she doesn't not suit a bob. It's just that one in particular was not super flattering. No, or do you think maybe they could have had the dowdy thing when she's not on stage? Yeah, that's what I mean. I, yeah. I think they should have made a, someone do a hair as well for the for the stage bit. So complete transformation, you know. I think you're But right. that's just my girly love of a makeover. Is that not a late 90s thing as well, though? Yeah, very much so. It was probably quite a fashionable haircut. And though. you know what? I've, uh, has anyone done Miss Congeniality? No. Because I would have done that as well, actually. Well, I would just... You know what? Yeah. I'll put this on the record now. <laughs> I was going to suggest it, but I didn't want to be... You're oh, a no. girl... I mean, I as much as I'm a feminist and I very much think stereotypes are bullshit, I do yeah. love rom-coms. Well, you should come back and do it. I will. I absolutely will. Hey, you too. Bring some girls. <laughs> we'll uh, talk about girly We'll get a popcorn and yeah, be nice. talk about... I'm not Miss Congeniality. Go yes, exactly. Have you seen it? No. I think you'd enjoy it. Is that one with Shatner or is that the second one? It is with Shatner. In fact, he's in both. Oh, but Kane's only in the first one. Kane's only in the first one. Well, we'll so do So we've it. got the quality Kane approval number not the first one well bloody do it well bloody do it it's on the record now excellent and it's probably achievable to get because little voice mm. which i was going to get to later it is a criminal offense that you can't get this film anywhere i know it's weird isn't it it was on dvd but it was ridiculously expensive really yeah because yeah, it's obviously been deleted yes and it's nowhere on streaming yeah it's it's really weird i, I had can't... to watch it via the magic of the internet so did 
which is not a you know I don't not approve recommended. of. But god damn it, I had to get some LV. No, I know it's 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 um you know I wonder if one of maybe like um the BFI might have it. I thought that, but it wasn't on their site. Oh, you looked. Oh, that's yeah, true. I looked everywhere. Well, that is disappointing. In the end, I had to do what you do when you're desperate and ask Twitter. Yeah, it and worked someone, though. Someone came through. Yeah, for they me. did. Yeah. I'd like to thank that person if they're listening. You know who you are. Thank you. I hope you are because I don't remember who you are. <laughs> um, so LV gets mm. taken to her big night. She's in a cage. Yes. Not like that. She's not in Guantanamo Bay. No, well, it's like a bird cage, it's isn't a it? Bird cage. <gasps> what? It's symbol. More symbolism. Yes. And um, she's silent at the start. Cage. Sorry? A glamorous birdcage. Very glamorous. Like 50s films type thing. If Donald Trump were to lock up a beautiful woman, he would put her <laughs> in that cage. And he probably has. He probably has. That's probably where, what's her face? Melania? Melania. Melania, that's probably where she sleeps. Where she... <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I don't care. No. Um, so, yeah, she's very silent at the start. Then suddenly the ghost of her dad appears. Yep. Again, the, the trigger. And then... Fucking hell. She does an amazing, one of them, I'd say one of them, uh, a classic cinema scene. The minute you walked in the joint, I could see you were a man of distinction, a real big spender. Good looking, so refined. Say, wouldn't you like to know what's going on in my mind? So let me get right to the point. I don't pop my cork for every man I see. You know what? I'm a 21st century man. I'm not afraid to tell you this. Yeah. I started crying on the train when she started singing. I just thought this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It's great, isn't it? It is mind-blowing that this is not talked about. No. I think... um, Yeah, I I mean, again, it's Jane Horrocks. She's she's done very well, but why isn't there more made about her? All this film. Yeah. Why is it not brought up in, like, you know when Channel 5 do the top 50 musicals ever we're going to ask mm. someone who was on a charity mm. thing 10 years ago yes yeah um why don't this ever get brought up because it's you know i love a musical mm. and this is a beautiful moment of film it's really good it's really lovely it's <sighs> uh, very it's just very impressive as well and it's also got a little thing in there if you like monty python because she sings sing as you go oh yeah, yeah which yeah. is funny because it's sit on your sit on my face, which is very amusing. <laughs> uh, but oh, it's just amazing. Everything it's, is it Gracie 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 Fields. Gracie, Gracie Fields, who yeah. is also from. Did she play her in a yes. in a biopic? Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, and God, yeah. You just if you if you just saw Jane Horrocks's Bubble or whatever, mm. and you weren't aware of this film yeah. or of her impressions, and you saw this, you would just be yeah, away. totally yeah. It's just amazing. Um, and Bonnie Bunny Morris is listening. Yes, big time. Big time. Big time London man. London man. You know who he is because his office is in Piccadilly Circus. That's right. Yeah, where all the all the greats are. And the rates <laughs> expensive. Is there anything in there now apart from the um, apart from uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not? Eros. Oh right, the statue. Yeah. Which was clouded? Uh, clouded? Fucking hell! Boarded up for the war. Oh. oh. Eros was hidden from the war. Oh. He couldn't see it. Oh. 
protect his little eyes. That's right. Oh, that's lovely. He might have even been taken away, you know, now I think about it. Oh, stored somewhere. Yeah. Cause I think, yeah, thing. they did They did that, and they took down lot, lots of paintings as well to um, protect and they, them. And they put St Paul's Cathedral in Norwich. Yep. Which was a terrible idea, because they got bombed as well. Because <laughs> you knew about history. I do. Did you do World War Two history? I did. What's your favourite bit of World War Two? Oh, the bit where we win. <laughs> of um, course. I like all the home front stuff. I think that's really interesting. Uh, I like lots of aspects of it. I've just actually. Can I plug another podcast? Please plug away. Have you heard of um, Intrigue Ratline? No. So BBC Four does one. Does a podcast called Intrigue, uh, and this series is called Ratline, and it is by Philippe something who is a barrister mm-hmm. and it's him um tracing the nazi who essentially murdered his family in the second world war oh that's interesting um yeah and it's just all about where this guy th- this guy's family history and where this guy fled to and where he disappeared to and it's just the rat line is the nickname for the um route that a lot of nazis took out of europe to right, yeah. south america anywho it's very good i recommend it yeah well listen to that everybody yeah you know i do i i like the world at, was it the world at war world it? war the World at War. Yes. Have you seen that? Uh, yeah. It's amazing. I like watching the end. Mm. It's my favourite bit, where, where the Germans all fall apart. I like the uh, the longest day as well. Yes. I won't deny I get emotional when um, when the guy starts playing the bagpipes. Um, I'm like, oh God. Also based on a real person. Um, which Ian Bagpipes. Ian Bagpipes. <laughs> no, he was the only man, he was the only piper in World War Two. Because by then they'd been like, oh yeah, it's a really bad idea to play music during a battle. Yeah. But his commanding officer, Lord Lovett, was insane. And he was like, that's Scottish, that's English law and we're Scottish, so it's fine, we can do it, what we like. So. And he survived? Yeah, he did, yeah. And wow. he, he, he would just pipe away. Apparently the Germans didn't want to go anywhere near him because they thought he was insane. Wow. Which he sort of was. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel about bagpiping buskers. <laughs> so that makes me evil. So be it. Maybe. Um, so yeah. yeah, Ray tells Bunny... Uh, and Bunny says he's going to come tomorrow night to see yes. LV. And LV then just says, I only said I was going to do it once. Yeah, you can tell she, this is it, isn't it? Because people don't listen to her. Because no. she says, oh, I'll only do it once. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But she means it. Yeah. yeah. And she collapses. Mm. She goes catatonic. She goes, yeah, comatose. Yeah. She and won't she... do anything. Uh, and Ray's rude to Boo afterwards. He yep. says, I'm the big man now. Mm-hmm. You run a shit club and no one comes yeah. to you. And then um, Mr. Boo Shows says... Shows his true colours. Yes, he does. We start seeing his true colours now. And Mr. Boo says, would you like a lift home? Because I'm good with my money. And he's yeah, got Ray's car. he knows. He says, I know someone in the used car business. Yeah, Mr. Boo's all right, isn't he? Yeah. Mr. Boo's going to be all right out of this, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No damage to him. Um, so Ewan's then worried about LV. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's shouting up to her window, LV, LV. Much oh, like yeah. Romeo and Juliet. Yes. Or Moulin Rouge. Oh, very good. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear. Uh, but at that point, Dwayne comes back. Dwayne does come back. Again, a bit of an anticlimax. It is, isn't it? You want it at the end, don't you? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I thought he would come back at the end. And then, well, um, he does, but it's ruined because he yeah, came back Yeah, he'd already come back before. And he's like, <laughs> Dwayne? That's very funny. Yeah, and then Brenda tells him to fuck off. Fuck off, yeah. Because yeah. um, now Elvie's hit the big time. She doesn't need... You and McGregor. That's right. You would, though, wouldn't you? I certainly would. Yeah. And I Dave. would as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's beautiful. <laughs> he's lovely. He is, isn't he's he? He's a lovely man. He's all right, isn't he? I think he's. he must only have been about 20 in this. Because um, train spotting was. Or maybe a wee bit older. Like a wee bit early older. Early 20s. Early 20s. Because he did Shallow Grave train spotting. Yes. Those Derek uh, Jarman ones where he gets his Willy out a lot. Oh, I didn't see those ones. No, you probably But should. I will now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> um, yeah so he goes away. 
Yes, he goes away. And so LV's in bed. She won't move, basically. It's very sad. Um, Time's ticking on. Mm. Closer Um, to the night. Yeah, and in the meantime, Mr. Boo's starting his evening, starting his night. He introduces himself as the man who the Northern Northern Echo called quite amusing. Yep. I'd take that quote. I'd yeah, put that on a poster. I definitely would. <laughs> um, so El, uh, Ray comes back to pick up LV. Brenda's freaking out at this point. And we're treated to acts such as, in Mr. Boo's Club, Take Fat. Yep. Which is a dad joke, isn't it? Yeah. Again, not, also, one. not, not one that ages well either. Also, when they come out, they're not that fat. No, they were... I was a bit confused about what the act consisted of. It consisted just in just doing... Just dancing. Yeah, like the full Monty before the full Monty, I suppose. Yeah. Or just after. No, it was before, isn't it? I think full Monty's like 99, I want to say. Correct me if I'm wrong. But we also get Brenda Bailey and her farmyard frolics. That was that was very fun. Yeah. I would have been very happy with the evening, <laughs> as it was. <laughs> well, wait until you see Wild Trigger Smith and Lovely Elaine. <laughs> yeah. You don't get that kind of stuff nowadays. No. Well, I kept, all I could think of was the Vic and Bob the Club stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which did it better. It's true. You know, the man with the weasel on his head for no reason. <laughs> and a man just turning out an engine. Um, but Ray's very cross. Mm. And he basically, again, shows his true colours to Brenda and tells his... Oh, no, sorry. I, that's before this. Brenda tells Sadie to fuck off because yes, she doesn't say anything. That's she right. says, you're too quiet to be my friend. Fuck off. Yeah. Nasty. But as we have established, yep. she only likes quiet people. Yes. So she can... Talk at them. Yeah. <sighs> but then Ray does show his true colours to her. And he says, you're past it, love. Yeah. He's... He says, your body's gone. When your clothes are off, I can't find you. <laughs> yeah. Which is probably the worst thing you'd ever say to anybody. Yeah, he says oh, yeah, something like, you're all over the place. Or... That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're past it. Your body's gone. When your clothes go, I can't keep track of it. It's all over the place. You've had it, Mari. For God's sake, what is that woman name? Hey. Yes, very. It's horrible. He tells her to fuck off. Yeah, and then he hits LV. Mm-hmm. So Brenda goes running out to Sadie. Now she's her mate, crying because Ray's been horrible to her. Mm. She, and he goes up to LV and he slaps her. Yeah, I know it's horrible. And then she starts going mental. Really grim. So I remember it as being quite a grim film that I was a bit hesitant to rewatch, but uh, yeah. it's very powerful. Yeah, very. she sort of she sort of goes um, a bit psych, not psycho, but. Well, she turns into like a jukebox. Yeah, she starts doing all the voices and loads of them at him, it's to freaking, freaking him out. Yeah, yeah. To the point where he falls down the stairs because she hits him back. Yep. And and then um, he then runs out of the record shop, does another gag with the electricity. Mm-hmm. His fucking shop. Yep. But it starts a fire this yep. time. And LV is trapped upstairs, talking to herself in these voices still while fire rages. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. Oh my. Uh, Bunny Morris at this point has left the club he's seen enough he's seen enough he's seen Wild Trigger Smith and Lovely Elaine because uh, he does it blindfolded and he throws a knife into Lovely Elaine which is very sad anyway so Ewan races with his cherry picker which was lovingly established earlier yes and rescues her and then um, Michael Caine turns up hits Mr Boo oh at the club yeah at the club and starts singing It's Over and this bit's fantastic. This bit's great. It? I forgot Isn't about this bit. Isn't it funny? Completely. He just has a meltdown on stage. It's fucking over. It's fucking over. Golden days before they end. And they never bloody started. Bunny Morris, Bunny Starmaker Morris. Fuck off, you jumped up, little friend. Your baby won't be near you anymore. 
us as well, because they always fag it up for you, don't they? Tender nights before they fly, or minus. Send falling stars that seem to cry. That's because they can't fucking hack it. Ladies and gentlemen, I had a dream. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. And then Mr. Boo says, Ray, Ray, say they're singing about his career. It's over. (laughs) And uh, Ewan takes LV to a stage, like a kind of seafront stage Mm. thing. And they have a little chat. And then he says, you know, there are people that care about you who are still alive, meaning himself. And LV says, I've got to go. Mm. And she runs back to her house. Brenda confronts her. In the dark, mm. calls a little matchstick girl, basically it's accusing horrible. her of starting the fire. Yeah, she should have said we didn't start Nasty. the fire. The fire was burning. It's always it's been burning since the world's been turning. And then the lyrics, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, and everything else about yeah. history. Yeah, you you should know that. Johnny Ray, Marilyn Monroe. See, Marilyn Monroe's in this. Yeah. So it would have worked in this film. All connects up. And then there's a beautiful bit of dialogue here, by the way. LV suddenly explodes and starts shouting at her mum and then talks to her. And she says this bit of dialogue, which I loved. She said about her dad, she says, when he had his records on, he sparkled. Not dazzling lights like you, fine lights. She says, fine lights. Yeah, fine lights. It's lovely. When he had his records on, he sparkled. Not dazzling like you, but with fine lights. Fine lights. Isn't that lovely? Yeah, it's lovely. And then she says, LV. And then she says, my name's Laura. Yeah. No, she says something like, uh, the only reason I never speak is because I couldn't ever get a bloody word in yeah she yells it in her mum's face yeah that's very could, satisfying nor could dad or anyone else yeah that's right it's very satisfying <sighs> so Elvie then goes to see you in mm. his pigeon place coo coop coop yeah I think yeah, so. yeah coop. not not pigeon coo no that's that's a sound that's a different thing yeah that's when they uh get Rebel. rid of their lever <laughs> leader lever uh so Dwayne comes back home which again as we mentioned earlier would be a more satisfying if he just arrived again yeah <sighs> and so LV, what I do yeah but I was in charge of the film Dwayne's almost like going look, look it was all about me now it's about her <laughs> yeah. you have to pick one of us it's about one bird yeah not two uh, so LV offers to help him and they set all the birds free uh, and the last shot was her sort of smiling at the sky as she throws a bird into the air yeah it's almost like She's free. Yes. Mm, symbolic. And that's the end. That's the end. Isn't it brilliant, though? It's an absolutely lovely film, and I'd forgotten how much I liked it, and how well it was shot, I thought. Yeah. Very well made. Um, just one of those films, like, there's quite a few sort of British films like this, where you forget, you just think, why isn't this more, you know, we've got some good films, actually. Yeah. Why don't people talk about this more? I don't understand, and I'm probably wrong, I might be wrong, but I remember when something like, you know when a British film just explodes, like mm. The Full Monty? Mm. Um, I can't think... There's another one off the top of my head I can't think of. This should have been like that. Train spotting. Yeah, I suppose yeah. so. Um, yeah, it should have been. Maybe... I don't know what... I don't know what uh, it was that made it sort of less... Maybe it's too British. Maybe. Maybe. I wonder if the Yorkshire accents were... It's probably... Americans really can't... They're like the Joey no. Whittaker thing. And they, they had to... Um, uh, they had to redub train spotting with these uh, hilarious posh Edinburgh accents. That's right, <laughs> like, yeah. Would you like any scare? Go into 
absolutely love some. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> um, which is hilarious. But to them, that still sounds, you know, uh, scummy. So. Well, they are Philistines. <laughs> which is what you said. I didn't say that. I'm just repeating what you said earlier. <laughs> but we've reached the point in the podcast mm. where I'm going to ask you some questions. Okay. Okay. So these are taken from, mostly taken from Michael Caine's Twitter account. Uh oh. Um, this first one isn't. This is from a story about Michael Caine. But have you, Eleanor, ever yes. been locked in an attic? Um, we didn't have an attic in my house. Is that why you had a builder? <laughs> yeah. To build one? <laughs> I don't know. Is that weird not to have an attic or a Isn't cellar? We just had rooms in between. Right. But where um, did you store things? All over the place. It was oh. a nightmare. Okay. We had a flat roof. Uh, right. It was a townhouse with a flat roof. And right. uh, we could have put stuff up there, but we it wouldn't have been safe. Right. Of course. So, Structurally. So no, never. Right. So I've, I've been to Anne Frank's attic. I wasn't locked in there. No. She was. She was. It felt busy, though. It felt like... It felt crowded, you know, like... That's probably like you were lo- locked in there. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people go there every day. No wonder she got found. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Um, what are your favourite music? Um, all the music. All lo- music. Love all the music. Any, mm. Anything from um, from some nice medieval cantigas up to a classic, uh, classic modern day bit of uh, Kesha. Kesha. I don't know what that is. Um, it's a, it's a lady. I thought it was a dish. It can be. Some would say she's dishy. Hey. I don't know who she is. Sorry, I, she might not be. Um, have you ever had a wonderful day in your garden? I've had days in my garden that were fine. Mm, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, wonderful is, is a big word for for that. So, uh, nothing sticks out. Okay. Mm, okay. Oh, sorry. That's fine. It was, honesty is the best policy. Mm. If, like Sir Michael, you were in beautiful Armenia for two hours and 53 minutes before leaving for London, how would you pass the time? Um, I would go to the National Genocide Museum and I might ask them about Kim Kardashian and why don't they take her back? This is the best answer I've had on that question yet. (laughs) It's uh, good. If you were on a bus, teacher on the edge of a cliff and suddenly had a great idea to save the day, what would it be? Um... For everyone to lean back a bit more. Just lean back a bit more. Just really relax. Science. Yeah. Again, best answer I've had, yeah. Uh. Michael Caine's known for not being, or was known, I should say, probably still is, let's just say he is, mm. known for not being fussy about his film choices. If you could make up a title for a would-be Caine B movie, what would it be about? Um, it would be called Apples and Pears, and it would be about a Cockney dress shop owner um, who caters to women of all shapes. And uh, also gets uh, accidentally embroiled in a drug smuggling deal with new drugs, apples and pears, which is slang for crack and heroin. (laughs) Again, that's a very good answer. Thank (laughs) you. And finally, what are your best and indeed worst Michael Caine films? Um, Best would be Muppet Christmas Carol. Have people said that before? Yep. Yeah, because it is, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Worst, I don't know anything. Anything where Michael Caine just plays like someone's sort of stoic British butler because that's just a bit boring. Like Batman, like yeah. Batman. Yeah. You know when he's just like that that Cockney man, the Brit. Yes, it's yeah. just a bit of a, a not a great use of your Michael Caine. No, um, he has so much more. Well, yeah, Muppet Christmas Carol. You know, you, you hear Michael Caine's in that, you think, <laughs> okay, but actually, 
beautiful, heartwarming film. Just don't ask him about Brexit. Don't ask him about his political <laughs> opinions. God, yeah. he's a Tory and he loves Brexit. Oh, good. You know, he's very sweet with his wife, though. Do you know about this? Sha- what's her name? Shakira? Yes, but he they met because he saw her in a coffee advert. That's right. He said, I have to have her. He said, I have to marry that woman. I have to own her. And then she was like, I guess I have no choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, okay. Um, but I think that's cute in its own way. Yeah. She had to respect the will of the people. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you so much, Helen, for coming in today. Thanks for and having me. talking about Little Voice with me. It was nice. And until next time, I will continue to have the best time, and I hope you do the same. Thank you. That's again what Michael Caine said. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, bye. Bye-bye. What will I do, eh? What the fuck am I going to do? It's over. Help me. It's over. All the rain in the sky over a fucking rainbow. Eh? Start to weep, then say goodbye. Good fucking bye. You won't be seeing rainbows anymore. Remember how many songs you sang in Little Voice? Um, I sang five in the actual show that I did, and sort of snippets of lots of different songs throughout the film. Do you have fond memories of? Yeah, making really, that film? really fond memories. Yeah, it was a very special experience, and you know, a great honour to have something written for you, which you were able to do on stage and then in a film, and so it's immortalised. Which is, well, yeah, I mean, it's, there's no greater honour. Great big owl. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.